Well, good morning, everyone. I think we could do a little better than that. Let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. Much, much better. Hey, well, my name is Daniel Stevanis, and I work with the student ministry here. And more specifically, I get to work with our middle school students. And so I've been able to, to lead this confirmation process. This is actually my third time leading it. And I have to tell you, it is a blast every single time. We truly have a good time on our, on our retreat and meeting weekly, getting to know different people, getting to learn different stuff about each other. Uh, it really is a blast. And also, let me, let me just say one more word. I think we forgot to have him stand. If you were a, a, a confirmation mentor, would you just stand for a second? Um, I want you guys to, to be able to see who these people were. If you were, there's some in the back. I see you guys up there. Go ahead and stand. Let's give them a round of applause. Some are doing their other duties. Thank you guys so much. We truly say, and, and it is real, we, we could not do this without you guys. So thank you so much. Um, when we break out into our small group times, in order to take 100 students and, and, and kind of make it a little more bite-sized, we, we need your help and we appreciate you guys. And let me tell you something. If you're interested next year in being a mentor, come talk to me. We'd love to have more. Uh, we're always looking for, for great mentors. Um, if you were here a couple weeks ago, I actually had the privilege of speaking uh, and, and sharing God's word with you guys. And if you remember, I taught on the parable of the soils. And if you learn anything then, hopefully, uh, or probably you remember that, I'm, I'm just not very good with soil and plants and planting things. And, and I got to be honest, our confirmation theme this year was grow, which has to do with, with plants. And our passage today has to do with seeds. Now, I don't know how this always happens that I always have to speak on these topics that I just don't know much about. But let me tell you something, no plants were harmed in the making of this sermon, okay? There's no dead plants I'm going to bring out today. Actually, at the confirmation dinner, because our theme was grow, we gave everyone a little branch that they had to go home and plant. And I said, as I handed them out, I said, I have no idea what to do with this. Okay, go find someone who's an expert in these kind of things. Ask them what to do. Plant this. Hopefully it grows. Fingers crossed on mine, okay? And so I don't, I don't know about this, but this is God's word, and we can study God's word together. We can understand what his word is saying. And so today, we just have a few minutes, very short today, but I want to share God's word with you. And so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 13. Luke chapter 13, you guys know we've been in this series called The Way, and we're looking a little bit at the words of Jesus and his teaching as he talks about uh, what the kingdom of God is like. And so there's two verses today that we want to just kind of read together and, and camp out on. But in Luke 13, verse 18 and verse 19, this is Jesus speaking, and he says this. He says, what is the kingdom of God like, and to what shall I compare it? He says, it is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his garden, and it grew, and it became a tree, and the birds of the air made nests in its branches. Now, if you've ever read the Bible, or if you've ever been to church, or even in the prayer today, someone mentioned a grain of mustard seed one other time. Still Jesus talking. In fact, in Matthew, Jesus says that if you have not a lot of faith that's needed, he said just enough faith, like the faith of a mustard seed, you can actually move a mountain. I'm not sure why Jesus talks twice about mustard seeds. I don't know if that was like his, his preference on his sandwich, okay? Put a little extra mustard, okay? I don't know. I think when God talks about the mustard seed is because the mustard seed is very, very small. It's tiny. In fact, I had a friend one time gave a message, and he brought a mustard seed, and he said, can you guys see it? And no one even in the front row could actually visualize it because it's so small. And so just like with faith, Jesus is saying, all it requires with your faith is some genuine, true faith. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. It can be as small as a mustard seed. But if you have that faith, you can accomplish a lot of things. And in our passage today, when he says that a mustard seed is planted and then grows into a tree, a tree where birds of the air came and made nests in its branches, the theme of this, the key of this is that it only takes a small seed to produce a tree, a big tree 
a majestic tree, any kind of tree, it just starts with a small seed. And you know, through this confirmation process, we've been planting some seeds in the minds and in, in, in our teaching and as we've taught these students, these eighth grade students, we've been sowing seeds. You know, we've talked about different things. We talked a little bit about what it's like to be a part of a church, to have personal worship to God, but to also have corporate worship. We talked about some of the sacraments that take place in the church. We talked about our Bibles. Why, why do we read a Bible? Why do we study it? How can we trust the Bible? We talked about service and how can we take what God has given us and go and put it into practice. But perhaps one of the, the most foundational seeds, one of the most important seeds is the seeds that we say of the gospel message. And we take time over the retreat to go through this. And so our first night as the students come, we talk to them about creation and how God made everything. God created everything. And because he created everything, he created man and woman. And we're the pinnacle of his creation. Because he created us, he loves us. Think about this for a second. Do we have, and this is a confession time, do we have any Lego lovers in the house? Like I'm talking like you used to play Legos. Okay, maybe you still play Legos. I don't know. Okay. But I remember as a kid, that was my thing. I used to always make these little spaceships and it's like they had guns and it could go underwater. It could fly. It could do everything. And whenever my mom said it was time to clean up the Legos, I'd throw them all in the bin. But my spaceship, I took it very carefully, put it delicately on the top and saved it for next time. Why was that? because that's what I created. It was my little masterpiece, it was my spaceship. And just like that, God has created us differently. We are his masterpiece, he loves us. And then we explain though, in Genesis chapter three, the man sins for the first time and that relationship is ruined, it's severed. And we said, the Bible says that all have sinned, all have sinned, everyone, and fallen short of the glory of God. If God's standard is here, because any mistake, any rebellious decision, any sin that we've ever committed, we fall short of his glory. And Romans 6, 23 says that the payment, the wages, the salary for that sin is death. Eternal, spiritual separation from God. But of course, there's our favorite verse, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, he loved each and every one of us, that he decided to rescue us, to give us a solution to that, his only son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And we gave our students an opportunity, and I didn't ask you guys this ahead of time, but if you were at the retreat and you made the decision and you stood up that night, would you just stand again in front of the church right now? Don't be, don't be embarrassed, don't be shy. But if you stood at the retreat, would you guys stand again? And let's give them a round of applause. These are students who have made a decision to enter into a relationship with God. Now, some of them have already made that. That's good. You guys take a seat. Thank you. Some of them had already made that. Some of them reaffirmed that. And some of them made that for the first time. And that is the seed that was planted. But that's just step one. There's a couple things that we learned from seeds. And I just want to go through these with you very quickly. And the first thing is that a, a seed needs to be nurtured. If you plant something, and I know enough about this to be able to say this, if you plant something, you have to nurture it. You have to give it some water. You have to allow for it to start to develop. And we as a church, we even committed this morning as they were forward that we as a church want to partake in that, want to have a part, a role in that. And so as we teach Sunday school classes, as we volunteer, even as we see them around the church, we have an opportunity to encourage them, to bless them, to spur them on, to tell them, hey, keep going, keep running this race. They're a seed, they're at the beginning, and we want to encourage them to continue to grow. The second thing about a seed is that it takes time to grow. I had a professor that used to always say that God isn't in a hurry, okay? God's taking his time. It's gonna take time. Change doesn't happen overnight. Just like working out or just like going on a diet, certain things, you can't measure it every day. You might have to measure it year to year. And so we need to have a little bit of grace, a little bit of patience. Listen, seeds become trees, but it's important that we remember that a tree starts as a seed. 
And so it's going to take some time to develop that. It's going to take some time to grow. And finally, the last thing that we need to remember is that the growth comes from God. This was our confirmation theme. In 1 Corinthians, there's some believers that are going back and forth, and they're saying, well, I was, you know, I came to the faith through this guy, I came through that person, and Paul's trying to set the record straight, and he says in in verse 6 and 7 of chapter 3, he says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. He said, neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God gives the growth. It's God who is growing things. It's God who is doing the miraculous work in their lives and in our own lives. And so when it comes to seeds, we need to remember that they need to be nurtured. It takes time to grow, and God is the one that produces that growth. I want to tell you guys a story this morning to wrap things up. Back, back a long time ago, probably in the late 50s, there was a Greek family that immigrated to the United States. And they ended up in New York. And like many families, they ended, they, because they were Greek, they established themselves in Astoria, Queens. It was a Greek neighborhood. And there was this young Greek lady who fell in love with a a handsome Greek man. They got married and they had two daughters. Well, of course, the the city, Queens, wasn't a good place to to raise a family. It wasn't a place to to have children. So they decided to move out to Long Island, New York, where they started raising their family. And so as the girls started to grow, one of them was nine, one of them was seven. And late one night, as the, the dad was coming home, he got into a car accident and passed away. And these two little girls were left by themselves in this family with, with just their mother. And, and single parenting is hard, but especially back then. It just wasn't, wasn't common. It wasn't heard of. And so this, these neighbors decided to invite these, these two young little Greek girls and invite them down the street to a Baptist church. And they invited them to this church, and, and they were about your guys' age in middle school when they started to hear God's message, and, and the seeds were planted. And one of them in middle school made a decision in her life to follow Jesus, to continue on in a relationship with him. So she wanted to serve God. She wanted to do something for him, so she decided to go to Bible college where she met a Christian man who also had given his life to serving God. They got married, and they decided to do ministry. They served at a church in Ohio for a little bit. They served at a church in the Bronx for a little bit. And eventually, they they felt called to leave everything, to pack their bags, and head to the mission field in Italy. This story is is a story of my mom. She was Greek, and and my grandma is is the lady who first came over and who lost her husband. And so my my mom and my, my aunt, they lost their dad when they were young children, but they made a decision, my mom in middle school, to follow Jesus, to serve him, to want to give her life to follow him in everything that she did. And this seed that was planted through inviting them to church, but not just inviting them to church, what they received, what they heard, what was taught, what was sown, eventually started to grow, started to become bigger, and got to a place of of a couple going all the way to the mission field for almost 30 years now, doing ministry in a foreign country. You see, guys, a lot of times we say that that we're too small, we're too young, or, or why do we do this? Why do I do what I do? Because I believe that an eighth grade student can make a decision on a weekend retreat in January or through a, a confirmation course, a 10-week series, and go on to change the world to do some incredible things. As it says here in the text, that we could grow and become a tree where the birds of the air made their nests in its branches. Not that we're going to have birds come and make nests but that we may be a place of haven, a place of of rescue for others, that we may be able to impact other people with the message that we have received. And the same for us, church. We're constantly receiving God's word, God's message sown to us, whether it's here on Sunday morning or in our small groups or hopefully face-to-face reading God's word. 
And that seed has the potential to grow to something incredible, something huge, a majestic tree, producing fruit, producing haven for other people. And yet, the seed needs to be nurtured. It's going to take time to grow. And only God can produce the growth. But we need to believe and we need to start with that seed that was sown inside of each and every one of us. I'm going to ask you guys to close your eyes and bow your heads. I just want to close for us in prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, a seed has been planted in the hearts of our students, in the people of our church. And Father God, I believe because your word says that your desire is to grow this tree into something big, to something incredible, something that will minister to other people. And all we have to do is continue to nurture it, to take time, patience, and allow for you, Father God, to produce that growth. Would you change our students, each and every one of them. May they go out and change the world for your glory, for your kingdom. And Lord Jesus, we ask all these things in your precious name. Amen.